this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves, he's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. And while you're on the website, if you're interested in having extra episodes every week and access to forums, consider signing up to become a member on theconfessionalspodcast.com. Just hit the join button and you'll walk through the steps of becoming a member and getting access to extra episodes. Now, I want to have some fun this week because <laughs> this week is my brother's birthday. And he's going to be turning 24 years old. And for his birthday, I want to play a little game with him. If you guys don't know, my brother's name is Jack. And Jack helps me with my live show productions for the members. He sits in and he actually sits down and talks with me and helps talk with the guests and keeps the show rolling. And I really do appreciate that. But my brother Jack does not listen to the show. And the last live show we did for the members, I put him on blast. And here's what it sounded like. Let me uh, put you on official blast Uh. for the members, okay? And I'm going to mute your microphone so you can't even talk about this right now. You are now muted. Uh, So Jack is my live producer and he comes on the show with me to help me to let me riff it's easier to do live shows when you have somebody to riff off of and uh i wouldn't say he's integral in the whole process of the show but uh he's a huge help when it comes to the live shows but there's a few things about jack that irk me and uh i'll 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 share with someone with you right now so, first of all, Jack is 23 years old. He's single. So, if you guys know anybody that uh, is single, uh, female, and uh, all that, let me know. I'll connect you guys with Jack. Uh, but he acts like he's 123 years old when it comes to working social media. 
Like, so stop laughing. It's not even funny. It's really not funny. So, <laughs> so I asked him, I, I did a live video on Facebook right before we went live just to kind of let everybody know what we're doing. And I told him before we went live, I said, when I'm done going live, I want you to share this, uh, this live video in the Facebook group. And he's like, how do I do that? What's that? Is that the one that people like? No, it's the one. It's the one. And he's like the secret group. No, no, not the secret group, Jack. We're all memberships now. Like he's just clueless when it comes to social media. He barely uses it, and he's a baby. I use it ten times more than he does before I started the show. If that's not bad enough, Jack doesn't listen to my show. Okay, so the only reason why he knows Eric's story is because I told him to listen to episode one forty one to prepare for today. If it wasn't for me telling him to do that, he wouldn't have listened to the show because Jack, my brother, my blood, my younger brother that I'm trying to be an example for in life and show how to make it through these tough tides of water in the deepest of deep oceans doesn't even listen to the things that I put my blood, sweat, and tears in out of respect. You would think that he would support me by listening to the show. But no, I'm, I would be surprised if he even subscribes to my podcast. He probably still hops on iTunes and types in the confessionals every time he wants to listen to an episode because he probably doesn't even want my show in his feed for subscriptions. Thank you, Jack, for that. On top of that, my brother... I told him that I was going to the website to pull up the video to make sure everything was streaming. And he looks up at me and he says, what's your website? Theconfessionals.com. Jack doesn't listen to my show because every week, part of my intro is go to the confessionalspodcast.com and hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Theconfessionalspodcast.com. I've been doing this show for two and a half years, and my blood doesn't even know what my website is. The website, I gave him a free membership. I gave him a membership so he can log into my show website and consume any content because he helps me with live shows like this right now. And he doesn't even know the website, which means he didn't even utilize the free gift I gave him. So with that said, thanks, Jack. Uh, How do you feel? My cheeks hurt because I'm smiling so much. <laughs> uh, I mean, every, everything you said is right. Yep. Okay, so now that you heard that, I told Jack that my vengeance wasn't done. That was just the beginning. Part two of my plan is playing out right now on today's show. See, his birthday's not until Thursday, September 5th. And I think it'd be a great idea if the entire world, all the people in the world, wish Jack a happy birthday. And so to make that as easy as possible for everybody to do, I think it'd be a great idea for me to share with you Jack's personal cell phone number so you can text him and call him and wish him a happy birthday. So over the next two days, go ahead and text Jack and call Jack and let him know that you're thinking about him and that you think it's a great thing that he's turning 24 years old. So get a pen and paper, because here is his cell phone number. It is 484-648-0173. That's 484-648-0173. Happy birthday, Jack. And maybe you'll listen to the show next time so you know I'm giving out your phone number. 
So now I know what you guys are thinking. You're thinking, man, Tony, that's rough. You actually gave out your brother's personal cell phone number on the air for people to text and call him to wish him a happy birthday. Do you think he's gonna be okay with that? I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be okay with it, but it's gonna be fun and I don't care. So we're gonna go with it. Now to make things a little bit more fair. Now I'm not interested in making it too fair, but to ease your concerns, if you're like, oh, that's a little rough on Jack, I'm going to give you a phone number that you can text me. You see, recently I started a text message community called First in Line. I post things on social media, and I know that not everybody's on social media when I post it. And by the time they log on, sometimes things are buried in their timeline and they don't ever see it, and things that they may have wished they would have seen. So I decided to fix that problem by starting a first in line text message community where if you sign up to be part of the text message community, anything worth knowing coming from the confessionals is going to be text out to you directly right away before it even hits social media. So if you're interested in being first in line with firsthand knowledge coming from the confessionals, get your pen and paper because you're going to want to text the word yup. That's the key word. Yup. Y-U-P. When you text the keyword YUP to 844-215-0819, that's 844-215-0819, you'll be automatically signed up to get the first-hand knowledge from the first-in-line text message community. I'll text you back when you text me YUP. Now, before we get into this week's show and let you guys know what it's all about, I want to let the members know specifically that we do have a live membership show coming this Saturday, September 7th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's this Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be talking with Ryan, who actually attended the Chautauqua Lake Bigfoot Conference the year after Jack and I went up there when I was a speaker. And this guy, Ryan, experienced some really paranormal things in his cabin on another level. And if you remember back, me and Jack had paranormal things happen in our cabin as well. Well, this guy, Ryan, had things happen on another level. And we'll be talking to Ryan live where members can actually call into the show and talk and engage in the conversation. So members, definitely block off your calendars for this Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because we're going live with Ryan. Now this week we have Richard and Jonathan and they decided to start a documentary called Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis. We sat down to talk with them about this conspiratorial type documentary. It was a great conversation. I highly think that everybody should watch this documentary and listen to this conversation so you walk away feeling enlightened. So without any further delay, let's get to Richard and Jonathan right after this week's members trailer episode. Let's go. it opens up doors, you know, and paranormal and, and all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's stuff that's there that, that all of a sudden you just see. I curled up one night into this, this fetal position and I put the blankets up over my head and as I was sleeping, I kind of come to in very, very fast. And 
I could hear something opening my closet door inside my bedroom, and it was the old sliders, you know, that that, that made a lot of noise. But I can remember this closet door opening up, and I was petrified. Just made my skin crawl, and I and and I heard shuffling of feet of several things walking out of the closet. As they were shuffling around, surrounding the bed, I I can remember just my heart was beating so so fast and so hard I could fill it up through the sides of my my neck, and I could hear a whispering. And when I heard the whispering. I couldn't understand what was being said and whether or not that was because I was I was so petrified I I couldn't translate it sat there started praying and sure enough my ladder starts creaking so I know it's coming up my ladder and then I wake up what's odd to me and what I don't understand is how can, if, if you can picture yourself being the, the most scared in your entire life that you've been to where you can feel your heart beating up on the sides of your throat, that you fall asleep. All right, today I got a great couple of guests coming on the show. They are working on putting out a new documentary in September of 2009. Now, the documentary is called Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis. And the two fellows working on it is Richard Willett and Jonathan Royal. So, fellas, how are you? I'm good. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having us on and taking the time to speak to us. I know it's early, early where you are. Yeah, Thanks for uh, thanks for asking us on, and it's amazing how we travel back in time to two thousand and nine, two thousand and nineteen. Wakey, wakey! You're yeah. back in the <laughs> I'm sorry, but sometimes my wires get crossed. Yes, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, guys, you are over in the UK, and yeah, it we're 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 uh, recording this right now and it's morning my time evening your time i'm assuming or afternoon uh, i appreciate you guys sitting down and talking with me about your film uh how did this whole idea come together for you guys okay well i mean it, it's kind of two it's kind of like two different trains going down two different tracks and then they join together in so much as obviously i've been a hypnotist for crikey i've lost track of how many years now near enough 30 well, I'm just entering the 31st year of doing hypnosis because I started doing it professionally, getting paid for it, helping people and stuff when I was 14. Um, and all areas of my life were a bit, what most people might consider a bit weird, in so much as I was born on a circus and at the age of three I was uh, the youngest professional paid circus clown and then growing up. I distanced myself from the circus clown stuff because it got me bullied at school, frankly, uh, because I was the odd one out. And I ended up resenting my dad because it was him that got me in. Well, I saw him as to, being to blame because he was a circus clown and it was his act that he got me involved in at an early age. So in my head, logically at the time, it was that caused me to get bullied. And to avoid that, in my head, logically, if I stopped doing the clowning stuff, I'd stop getting bullied. So 
that sound dead simple, but the trouble was by then I'd kind of got addicted to the sound of an audience applauding and laughing at the right times. Lots of performers say it's the best drug there is, and sadly I've got to uh, agree with them there. So I still wanted to perform, but I didn't want to do the clowning. And my hobby up to then had been magic tricks, you know, kind of David Copperfield rabbits from hats, cutting ghouls, you know, that kind of magic. And so I decided to start performing in that arena, thinking that that will give me what I want in human needs, feeling loved and appreciated by the audience, but it'll avoid me being bullied. And sadly, it didn't work quite the way I thought it would because I was still perceived to be the odd one out. And that led me to ultimately trying to find a solution to the depression that I ended up feeling which is how I got into that world of exploring hypnotherapy and learning it. But all of these things have one thing in common, which at first sight might not seem immediately obvious. And that is they all involved an element of trickery or deception or hidden secrets. So, for example, starting with the circus, you go to the circus and you see things and there's some things you think, oh, that person, if they slipped, they could kill themselves. And the irony of it is in the circus, quite often, not all the time, but quite often, the stuff that looks really dangerous is actually a lot safer than it looks to be because there's tricks and, uh, and things that you're not aware of, hidden secrets. And some of the stuff that looks relatively safe is actually potentially deadly. It's inverted the wrong way around. Um, and I know that from growing up in that environment. Then I moved into the magic conjuring world, and sure enough, it's about trickery and deception. What you see of the person watching the performer is very different than what's actually going on behind the scenes. And then when I got involved in hypnosis, I found out, well, it's the same thing, but instead of sleight of hand, it's kind of sleight of mind so that you psychologically thinking certain things, but in actual fact... There's a much bigger picture going on. And lo and behold, from there, it just snowballed. And over the years, I ended up uh, working indirectly as an undercover journalist for the now defunct News of the World newspaper in England and saw that the media have no disregard, well, sorry, no, they have a complete disregard, rather, I should say, for truth and reality. And they published the most fabricated bullshit. Um, if, it, if they think it'll help them sell papers, they'll just make it up literally and sell it, or they'll obtain the story illegally. And seeing that with my own two eyes made me think, hang on a minute. And I took a step back, looked at the bigger picture, and it's kind of like the final piece falling into a jigsaw and suddenly seeing it's all bullshit. Excuse the language. Everything, it's all, it's all, it's all a farce. Politics is a farce. It's an illusion of choice. It doesn't matter who you vote for. Nothing ever really changes. Education, they're just teaching you to obey authority figures. Um, but, you know, the, the medical industry, yeah, there's doctors that do good and they reset your bones. And if you break your leg, by all means, go to a hospital. Otherwise, it could set wrong. But in terms of drugs being prescribed, drug companies make customers. They make money from customers, not creating cures. And it just fell into place one day that, bloody hell, that you, you hear that saying a lot of follow the money. Who stands to benefit from this? But actually, when you do start doing that, as I did, you start to see that the 
rabbit hole is very deep, uh, quite scary when you start going down it. And I thought, I want to try and get this word out. And lo and behold, I then started to reach out to people. And a British pop singer, for, well, very famous uh, in his day, called Brian Harvey from a group called E17. People who are around the world who may not have heard of him. If you uh, tap his name into YouTube, you'll find E17's music. And he was massive, sold millions and millions of records, had number one hits and stuff, but ultimately got lied about, completely fabricated lies by one of Rupert Murdoch's newspapers. And by directly lied about, I mean, this included one day he was involved in a court case, and this court case would either find him guilty or not guilty of that of which he was accused. And he walked a free man, completely exonerated, found not guilty. And yet somehow the Murdoch paper had the audacity to print a story saying he'd been found guilty. And that's not conspiracy theory. It's a documented fact the paper went in to print its outlaw. And they've done all manner of um, fabricated nonsense against him since. Because it turns out when I reached out to Brian, he has got cold, hard, cast-iron evidence that Murdoch's uh, now-shut-down News of the World newspaper in England that's famously known worldwide for hacking the mobile phone messages of a murdered schoolgirl, Millie Dowler. Well, he's got evidence, as Brian Harvey, of not just them tapping voicemail messages, but actually tapping live telephone conversations as they take place. And if that was to get out, um, the scandal that was over phone hacking would dwarf into insignificance. So obviously they're trying to make him look like some kind of unhinged, lying nut job. But I, I, I've seen a lot of that evidence, and he's telling the truth. Um, while I was talking to him, and I filmed something for him when he was in the Houses of Parliament in England at a Hacked Off, which is an organisation for victims of media abuse, um, Richard had been working on a documentary with Brian, which unfortunately never made the light of day for reasons that Richard can uh, mention in a minute. And our paths crossed, and Richard interviewed me for his podcast. And then we got talking, got to know each other, worked on various bits and bobs. And then Richard said, We really should make a documentary out of all this stuff. And, you know, I'd explained how I saw things from a hypnotist perspective. He said, We should do a documentary on this. And lo and behold, we now find ourselves eagerly awaiting it coming out in uh, hopefully early September. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about it coming out and checking it out myself. And uh, so, with this documentary, what is actually uh, involved in this film? Like, what are, what kind of topics are we covering here? Yeah, I'll come in. Um, basically, this was was the challenge of the documentary um, was to get because it's the same techniques used across the board. So we were trying to cover as many different topics as we possibly could in less than two hours to show you that it's not necessarily to do with um, with the error of your life, it's you, you're manipulated in all areas of your life um, in the same sort of ways. So we had, um, so we, we we started off with, I think it starts off with a religion. It goes into policing. It goes into social media. 
goes into politics, um, it goes into 5G, it goes into um, medicine, um, psychology, um, it goes to the criminal justice system, and as I'm sure I'm missing some out here. And it goes, you're what, sorry? The media. The media, yeah, mainstream media, and also parts of the alternative media as well. Um, but it, what it does across those boards is shows you the same techniques are used. So hopefully, my hope for this film is that, that people will start to see that, that they're being manipulated a lot more um, in these areas. And, and a lot of it, it crosses over into what happens when you're um, – there's a real correlation to what happens when you're in an abusive relationship, so when you're being abused and you're being gaslit and you're being manipulated – the techniques are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, so there's actually a broad sort of understanding of why you're being manipulated and used. And um, hopefully people will understand. Uh, I think they do understand. And, and we were just having this discussion myself and Jonathan just then in the break. Um, that, but there's a, a built, real part of cognitive dissonance that people don't want to understand because then they'll have to do something about it. And I think that's the next challenge after people wake up to the way they're being manipulated is to to accept it really because it's it's happened in education from the moment they went to school it's been happening since the day they were born so they were all born we're all learning um that we're we're being manipulated in certain ways not always out of malice um but certainly on a, on a worldwide scale as we've seen today with jeffrey epstein um um dying um whichever way he might have died there's definitely some manipulation going on. There's some strings being pulled. So we wanted that that to be apparent in the film. So it, it, across the board, it, it's a wide, it, it's a wide, wide scope of a film. It's a bit of a tour, tour de force of a film as well. Yeah, I mean that's that's some great stuff because you know people are being manipulated by everything around them, and I say it a lot on my show, and even just like with what you just mentioned about Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, I posted it on Facebook just before I called you guys, and one of the people commented saying that hope that, that not that hopefully they said they felt like most people weren't going to stand for this, and there's gonna be a lot of upset people. And I told him, I said, don't think so fast about that because most people want to feel comfortable, and so when when they see the answer of hey Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein has committed suicide he's dead most people are going to be more comfortable just going back to sleep and relaxing and saying okay it's over it's all done and the whole the fact of the matter is there's a lot of elite people in this world that are breathing easy this morning whether he died or he, or he kind of was let let you know put put to the side on his island everybody's thinking that he's dead but he's not really dead either way um, there's a lot of elites this morning that are breathing a lot easier knowing that Epstein is out of the picture. And so, uh, and, and even mainstream media, I mean, even mainstream media, I, I always tell people that uh, you should unplug, just unplug from mainstream media for six months. And then after the six months, plug back in and see how you actually think different than the mainstream media, because you actually took a break from the brainwashing, right? So uh, you mentioned about 5G that's going to be covered in the uh, in the film. What about 5G do you think is... Uh, on a massive level being uh, manipulated for the public to consume? Well, there's two key things from my point of view, although I'm not the 5G expert. We've got a a medical GP and trained scientist, Dr. Robin Kelly, who's uh, covering that, who, in other words, he genuinely knows what he's on about. But from my experience, um, pure logic and what I've seen from Robin, 
shows me that there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever that 5G in the form they're trying to roll it out. Unfortunately, more and more places in the world have called a halt to it. Literally, in the past couple of weeks, more and more places are calling a halt to it because they're faced up to the fact that there is not enough evidence of it being safe, but what there is is mounting evidence of the dangers. Now, um, years ago, as a hypnotherapist, I would get lots of uh, military people who've been on various tours around the world, as they call them, going into war zones, uh, who'd witnessed major atrocities during the course of being in the battle zones. And they would come back with what decades and decades ago was called shell shock, but in more recent decades has been called PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Given a fancy title, so drug companies could ultimately uh, monetize it and make money out of it. But with hypnotherapeutic psychological techniques, it's possible to reprogram a person's personal laptop computer, kind of give them antivirus software for the brain, remove those negative traumas, help things balance out, and then get on with their lives positively. But in recent years, I've noticed that there have been people who I know for a fact I felt as though I should have been able to help. But whilst I've helped them to a degree, it's not been what I would call a 100% cure like I've achieved in the past. And I thought, well, I'm not doing anything different. I'm using the same techniques, approaches, and strategies, and the people seem to be the same. What could be different? I'm looking into it. I then discovered that 5G technology, well, millimeter wave technology, which is what 5G is, it's not just an improved 4G, it's an entirely different technology, has been used for a number of years in different war zones uh, as a targeted weapon against the enemy. And it strikes me that it's highly likely the reason I've suddenly seen a change in clients with so-called PTSD not being fully cured. And also this would explain why in England, at least, and a lot of other places in the world, more and more military personnel are not being given he the help they need when they leave, uh, you know, when they leave the military. They're ending up homeless on the streets without help. And I think that's because the powers that be don't want them to be in a position where they're helped, where they could get their voice heard and the truth could be found out that, I think arguably a lot of these people haven't actually got PTSD or they've got PTSD and I have helped them with that element. Another therapist have helped them with that area. But the reason there's not the cure there once was uh, in some of them is because those people, I believe, have got brain damage, have been actually brain damaged through the millimetre wave technology that's been used on the battlefield. Um, this is a targeted weapon. You know, 5G can interlink with smart meters uh, so that everything's communicating together. And that means like it a lump it. If you accept a smart meter in your house uh, and you get a 5G phone or other technology, which I would advise people not to, that you're putting yourself into an environment more so where you uh, are going to be surrounded by these millimeter waves that have been used as weapons against people, and there's no evidence um, of the mean safe. But there again, you know, if you if you believe in things like Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030, which all you've got to do is type in Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 uh, into Google, and you'll find the world government's kind of own 
official website. Nothing to do with conspiracy theories, not tinfoil hat nonsense, as some people like to point the finger and say. Their own website where they explain what Agenda 2030 is, that by the end of 2030, the year 2030, so within under 12 years from now, the idea they've got of being able to depopulise the planet by millions and millions of people. And they word it all in a very much, oh, it's to help the planet kind of way. But when you take a step back and look what they're saying, what they're saying is, it's their intention to do whatever they can to get rid of millions and millions and millions of people from the planet. And um, what better way of doing that than causing them to be ill and die, which increasing evidence shows 5G technology will uh, will do. That's my perspective on it. Over to you, Richard. No, um, it's pretty much the same with me. I mean, what it what it's, it is is a setup for um, linking people to linking everything to the Internet of Things. I think anyone who's done a mild bit of research can understand that. If you look back at what you're saying, population control, then if you look into Bill Gates, his dad was part of um, Planned Parenthood. These are all epigenetic. I'm sorry, not epigenetics. These are all stored population programs trying to lower the population. I mean, sperm um, counts are down. People aren't having children. They're, they're attacking the, the family unit in many different ways. Psychologically, people aren't getting married. They're not having as many children. But this 5G <coughs> is a technology way of just linking us all together. You will, you will not be able to do anything without someone knowing about it or at least it being recorded so that changes like when you're being filmed you automatically know you're being filmed so therefore you will act different so everybody's behavior will become synthetic because you'll know you're being watched so automatically you don't behave the way you are if you look at george orwell's 1984 the only time they ever act in the way they would want to act is when they're hiding around the corner so the tv can't see them that's basically where we're going with this and this isn't this is a logical step forward. If someone, if you feel you're being watched all the time, you will behave different. This is not not a, a jump at all. This is it's just basic psychology. So if we're all we all know we're being linked and our every movement is being linked and watched, then of course we're going to start behaving different. Um, and then, then it comes down to other things like if you start stepping out of line, having um, alternative opinions, and you've got no monetary system then they're going to start taking your credit away. So you will have less credit for acting in certain ways. This isn't that far away. I think you're looking at 2030 and beyond before the world starts to look a slightly darker, scarier place. Um, so 5G is an implementation of that. It's the real grid that they're going to lay it down. So it's not necessarily just the technology, which which acts and it, and it um it interferes with the cellular system of your body. So your body acts like a transmitter, a receiver, sorry, and a transmitter for this. So you're basically carrying the signal yourself. And people don't seem to realize, well, it doesn't affect any of your organs. The skin is the biggest organ you have. It's an organ. People don't seem to understand that in the gen general terms. So if you're getting millimeter waves bouncing off your skin constantly, you're going to be cooking your the biggest organ you have. Skin um, cancer rates are going to go through the roof. And and it's probably not going to be in our level. It's, it, it's on a millimeter wave, so that's where it is now. And it's just slightly dialed down from where these um, crowd dispersing technologies are. Yeah, so, I mean, with the 5G and everything, I mean, there's a lot of people's uh, different opinions on it and stuff. And, you know, I've tried looking into 5G myself, and it's been hard to find people who I, I feel are actually 
they actually know what they're talking about with 5G. And I feel like it's something where you're talking about mass hypnosis and everything. You're, it's something I feel like is being the true information about 5G, whatever it is, I feel is uh, intentionally hard to find because I think that they don't want what the true information is out there because of what it says. And, you know, the fact that maybe people would, you know, go against it because it, right now with 5G, the, the big thing is they're selling convenience, Oh, your life is going to be so much more convenient, it's faster internet, internet everywhere. And it sounds nice on the surface, but what you're giving up to get the convenience uh, may not be worth it. And I think that when you're looking around for that information, it's hard to find. And I think that's intentionally done. Uh, you mentioned about social media and mainstream media. How, how are they working to manipulate the mass public? individually, but I'm, I'm assuming also uh, together at the same time. I think I've, I personally feel that social media and mainstream media kind of are in lockstep together sometimes with how the information is dispersed. And so if you guys could go into maybe a little bit of how you guys talked about in the documentary of you know the, the idea of media uh, manipulating people's minds. Yeah, there's, um, sorry, John, I'll just talk quickly about Plugged In because we did a film earlier in the year called Plugged In, um, The True Toxicity of Social Media. And that talked a lot about, and that can be found on YouTube free. So if you go, anyone listening, just put Richard Grannon, G-R-A-N-N-O-N, or Plugged In into YouTube and you can see this documentary for free. And this talks about the psychology of how, how social media inflames and gaslights people into arguments to, to there's the several reasons that's come apparent through the years it's, it's it's to keep people busy in arguing to divide and conquer but it's also to collect data and data points through cambridge analytica and csl um, um scl sorry and places like that to see what pushes your buttons um so they can directly target things now if you even look on your youtube you get directly targeted things that know we're going to get you angry um so that's that's the social media, but as you say, it directly correlates in with um, with mainstream media and news. And Jonathan can talk more about that than I can, being someone who spent more time. I've worked mostly in film and small local TV, um, but Jonathan's worked in the in the TV in the news and uh, mainstream TV more than I have. Thanks. Um, I mean, I, I, I was literally going to mention go on YouTube and uh, look for unplugged. That certainly will. Uh, open your eyes to there's a couple of there's a couple of angles to this as i see one is the whole uh influenced by people like cambridge analytica now if people are aware of cambridge analytica in a nutshell they are a company that portray themselves as being all very innocent but in actual fact um it's now come to light have used arguably illegal techniques to harvest data and information about people so they could then use that information to influence them to vote a certain way, um, such as in the presidential campaign or in the Brexit um, voting in England. And, I mean, literally just a couple of weeks ago in July 2019, for anyone listening to this in years to come, um, Netflix released a documentary called The Great Hack, I believe, off the top of my head. I just watched it the other day, and it's all about Cambridge Analytica thing. Well worth watching, but what I would say is this. It only scrapes the surface a teeny, weeny, tiny bit. Um, does that 
Netflix documentary. In fact, uh, one of the guests in the documentary, Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis, Neil Saunders, the author of uh, two wonderful books called Your Thoughts Are Not Your Own, Volumes 1 and 2, he has a website, neilsaundersmindcontrol.com, and on there, on his blog, he goes into way more depth with way more quite easily proven and checkable evidence, because as with everything in this documentary, we say don't take our word for it, even though we're presenting evidence to you, don't take our word for it, don't take it at face value, go away, research it, and come to your own conclusions, because that's one of the keys to waking up and taking back control. Rather than taking what authority figures say as truth and fact at face value, take it, investigate it, research it, and come to your own conclusions, and they will start to lose their power and control over you, and your eyes will start to open to what's really going on. So that's one side. Look at Neil's uh, blog on Cambridge Analytica, and well, you'll, you'll see that it, it's just influencing from every angle. The other angle is that the algorithms on these social media sites, and Facebook is a prime example of this, are engineered to do certain things. So with Twitter, uh, it's to get people to argue with each other. And people feel confident in doing that because they're very faceless. And it's like, you know, the, the, it's not just the hiding behind a photo. Quite often these Twitter accounts don't even have photos. You don't really know who the person is. With Facebook, people pull stuff and then they get addicted to that feeling of the phone bleeping and going, somebody is just like your post. And they open the phone, they hear that noise, it triggers off the memory in the brain of feeling good. They see that like uh, or positive comment on their uh, post, and it helps really serotonin to the brain, the body's feel-good chemical. So they get addicted to it. And the algorithms are such that even if somebody likes your post right now this second, if it was only a couple of minutes since somebody else liked it, they may well stop you from being notified about that for a period of time so that they can make you feel good when it suits them. So that when you log into Facebook to say who it was who just liked or commented on your post, the advert that an advertiser uh, has paid for, that they're profiting from, um, and according to, you know, with things like Cambridge Analytica, there's proof that Facebook were implicated in the uh, placement and targeting of these adverts to people so that it would influence them and persuade them to think differently than they were doing. It's all times that it comes together. It's lots of different psychological techniques that are engineered to come together at the same time to have the maximum impact on you without you even realising it. People think social media is all innocent and nice, and yes, it has a wonderful ability to let you see what your aunts and uncles and your family and friends in other countries are doing and feel closer to them, which is always the line that Mark Zuckerberg throws out when he's put on the spot. You know, our mission's bringing people together. Well, no, let's remember that phrase again we mentioned earlier, follow the money. Nobody does something for free. It costs a fortune to run a platform like Facebook. Um and the reason why they will never charge for it is because by people using it for free, they'll kind of 
turn a blind eye to the fact that their data is getting hacked to some degree. You know, people know, generally speaking, that these apps and things will take a certain amount of their information. But how many people actually, honestly, when they signed up to social media platforms, read the 20, 30, 40 or more pages of terms and conditions? You didn't, did you? The vast majority of people scrolled to the bottom as quick as they could, ticked the box and joined. And therefore didn't even realise they'd already given permission for all the photographs to be used however they wanted in any manner. Um, same with these apps, you know. You, oh, it's all very fun. Let's see what power animal I am in the Native American Indian spiritual tradition. Just click here and give us permission. They don't read the terms and conditions. A lot of these you can opt out of. Only a matter of weeks ago in July, people were posting up photos galore of how they'd look when they're younger and older. And that turned out to be a Russian app that if you didn't read the terms and conditions and unclick a box, you had to unclick it, so unsubscribe. In other words, remove permission. It was assumed that you were going to give permission, but there was the opportunity to remove it. It's just that 99.9% .9 recurring of people don't read the terms and conditions. So they joined up and by so doing, gave permission to this app to use their photographs in any way or manner they so desired and to sell them on and share them and share their profile data and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we are living in George Orwell's 1984. In fact, it's on a much bigger scale than he could have ever envisage um yeah yeah i think you know 1984 george orwell he was on to something and he was spot on in on the direction of society but i don't even think he could have imagined how big this has gotten it's uh it, it's has a mind of its own and uh you know it, it, even with that app i mean we did an article on it on our website telling people about it and I I fell subject to it because I usually don't do that stuff. Like I usually don't download these apps, the, the, you know, because it's like when I see everybody downloading one app and stuff, I usually just observe. I don't do it. And the thing is, I don't know what I was thinking, but I downloaded it and I used it just one time to send a picture to my wife because I was thinking, oh, how funny it would be for her to see how old I would be, look when I'm I'm older. And and just as I sent it to her. She texted me back. She said, I just posted an article on our website about not doing this. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, crap. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's so easy to fall subject to that stuff because you're, you're hit with it all the time. And so unless you're on your guard 24-7 and always thinking in the mindset of what is the agenda... You're gonna things are gonna slip through the cracks, and you mentioned earlier about uh, people researching things for themselves. I, I do think that this is part of the manipulation, though, where uh, they set up society, and this it hasn't happened overnight, but they over the years they set up society a society where people are busy and they constantly have something they need to do, and for people to do their own research on things is a secondary thought because they have so many other things to do. They'd rather take the easier route and just say, you know what? I think I'm just going to trust the mainstream media on this. It seems right. So I'm just, it feels right. I'm just going to trust them because I'm busy. I got the kids. I got my two jobs. I, I'm still behind on my bills. I got I to gotta cut the grass. There's so many things in, in our lives that are pertinent. And to research these topics so to inform yourself on something that you may 
initially feel like I'm not even sure where this is going. So, you know, it may lead to a dead end and I waste two days of research for nothing. It's easier for people to just, you know, rely on mainstream media. It is. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I agree with you. Unfortunately, there is, the, 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 well, rather fortunately, because it's good for people. Through the documentary um, and through the website, Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis.com, where the trailer is and there's some preview episodes and stuff there. And we do, I do give insights into rapid ways of doing research. I'm not on about writing a book or a dissertation or an essay on a subject. I'm on about being able to use three or four different sources uh, that are talking about a certain thing, looking at them, and then being able to develop a, a almost sixth sense with a true gut feeling of that one's saying that, that one's saying that, that's saying that, that's saying that. What is the common thread? Because th- there tends to be a grain of truth, even in uh, the distorted stories that media use to manipulate people. But then the rest is rubbish. But you look for you'll get a sense by looking at four different viewpoints, as it were, uh, on what the true underlying little bit is. And the more you do it, the easier and quicker it becomes. And that's something that hopefully through the documentary will encourage people to do. I mean, the quickest example of that I can give you in mainstream media. And obviously, because I'm in England, I'm going to mention British newspapers. But fortunately, because of the Internet, you will be able to still do this wherever you are in the world. And this does apply worldwide. It's just I don't know all the names of the newspapers worldwide. So in England, Rupert Murdoch, for example, the media mogul, he owns a newspaper called The Sun newspaper. But he also owns a newspaper called The Times newspaper. And he owns various other newspapers. Now, you would think if an event happens, such as a terrorist attack or a political event of disagreement or something that would be considered news that they would report on, that it shouldn't really matter which newspaper you read because they should be reporting the facts. And if they were reporting the facts truthfully, honestly and accurately, both publications would say pretty much the same thing. Yeah, makes sense. But a prime example of that is daily. Go on to the Sun newspaper's website that's aimed at what I would call the uh, majority of the mass populace, okay, um, you know, low to, well, poor to low to the bottom end of the middle income brackets, okay, the majority of people, uh, and then look at the Times that's more aimed at, you know, the mid area to the slightly richer people, and they're reporting on the same event. And yet it sounds like it's an entirely different thing, the way they write it, the way it's aimed at their target audience, the um, their motivation behind what they want those people to actually think, how they want them to respond. It becomes clear when you, on a daily basis, look at what should be the same in both papers and see the disparities, the differences. And that then starts to help wake you up to the fact that it's all an illusion. They're manipulating you. They've got an agenda. Um, and then you start to see the bigger picture. Yeah, Richard, did you have something to say about that? I, I thought I heard you say something. Yeah, no, all I wanted to add was that it, once you start looking into these things, it could be a very lonely road. And um, it, it can um, start 
to alienate you from people that you used to get on with before. So it, it changes your view of the world, as you well know, as we all know, looking into these things. So you, you find it hard to have conversations about things with people. So you have to be prepared to kind of um, understand that this is a very kind of lonesome road to go down and look at these things. And, and you're going to have to be very, very strong in your core um, to understand that people are going to think you've gone a bit mad are gonna think that you've lost it a bit because they've lived this way for a very long time and when you're you're giving them alternative information it threatens their worldview they feel unsafe um and it's a good thing to understand that 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 people aren't going to have a great reaction to what you're looking into so people can feel like you know i'm not even going to look it's depressing me or this is too hard because it's not just affecting my view of the world. It's affecting my relationships with people around me. It's sometimes it's a lot easier to just um, go along with it. Um, but the more you know and the more you understand, the less uh, you kind of end up with this internal fight, as you guys probably understand as you go along. Um, that 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 you'll lose friends that you didn't you you didn't that don't want to go along with that journey with you. You you'll find out things. I mean, I know. Some things I see and I interpret completely different the news to way my my fiance will interpret it completely different just because I understand one I understand media and how it's put together and I understand the long ball game and what it's done it's there for so but you can't have these conversations with people so it's a bit a bit of a lonely lonely road as you guys know so so it, it's the media isn't just there to divide your opinions it's, it divides families because. Um, it puts information out there that's supposed to to get you all at loggerheads and break you all apart, and that can be a really really hard thing to do. Um, like anything, like waking up and growing up um, is is hard, and not everybody wants to do that. So uh, before you look into these things, you might not want to research them, um, or or don't expect. I suppose my message is don't expect everybody around you to be interested in what you're saying. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, I I had a lady in my forums on my website mention something very similar that she feels lonely and alienated because she doesn't know who to talk to about these kind of topics. And, you know, I, I told her, I said, you know, I think we've all been through that situation and you have to come to the point where uh, you have to understand that the people who alienate you because of how you think, they probably weren't the closest of friends to begin with then, whether you thought so or not. And on top of it, I told her, the more you just kind of be yourself, you're going to attract like-minded people. And you're going to find that there are people around you that think very similar to you, but they don't say anything for the same reasons you're not saying anything. It's because you're scared of other people's opinions. And once you can get past that, that's huge. And you get you were talking about, you know, the comparisons with different media outlets and stuff. And that's something along the lines of research is something that I tell people, which is simple, and it can get done pretty fast. And that's when something happens in the world, and you're kind of raising your eyebrow at it, go like I'm in America. So you have CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, these big mainstream media outlets. Well, instead of just taking what they're saying and trying to make up, you know, your mind on it, Go go overseas and look at the UK's new news outlets. Look at Russian new, news outlets, uh, Iranian news outlets, and see what they're saying about this situation. Because it's going to give you a much more broad view as to what the world is saying about it. And everybody, every country has their own propaganda spin on things, but it gives you a more broad perspective as to what 
these other cultures are spinning to their public on that on these particular events. And that's just a simple way you can do your own research uh, that, that happens relatively quickly. And then you could actually take this information and sit down with people in your own life and, and just say, hey, look, this is what the UK saying, this is what Germany's saying about this. Why is our mainstream media saying this? Why aren't they pointing out these other th- things that these other countries are doing that? And that's something that maybe people in your own life could hop on board with and accept. They're like, okay, well, yeah, that's true. This is, you know, uh, the Germans mainstream media, and they're saying something totally different than what, you know, Fox News is saying. And so that's something that I, I kind of recommend to people. And you guys were talking about the, uh, the, uh, the the social media and stuff like that. And I, I also wanted to say this. I recently started um, turning my phone. I have an iPhone and I started turning my phone onto grayscale, which is just a black and white image of my phone. Everything everything on my phone is in black and white. And I, I've learned that I don't have this addiction as much to go to my phone and check it and look at it because it's a very boring thing to look at. And I've also turned off the uh, so the notifications on like Facebook and stuff. So I don't know how many people are hitting me up on Facebook because the dopamine hit can distract me all day long, you know? Precisely. Excellent. And those things, if people do things like that, it will not maybe immediately seem that noticeable, the difference it will make in their life. But over a number of weeks and months, you will start to notice that you feel less stressed, you feel more relaxed, you feel more positive and able to get things done, more productive. Um, and that's what it's all about, because I'm going to say three, three, three things here, and I'm not saying them for dramatic effect. I sincerely, genuinely, honestly, truthfully believe these um as fact and have experiences relating to them that prove them to be fact and discuss them in those preview episodes that are on um, the documentary website extreme danger extreme hypnosis.com and these are the things number one social media is such a part of the majority of people's lives without them questioning it that the powers that be if they want well, there's no question that they can decide what adverts you see based on the data that uh, they, you know, because the programs follow what you look at, what you like. So they can target adverts so it's more likely you'll buy stuff. They can control whether you get notified of likes or dislikes. They can block, if they wanted to, dodgy profiles that are just robots that are there to troll you. Um, but by the same token, they can turn a blind eye. And my point of this is, if they want to, social media platforms are already weaponized uh, in a manner whereby, through psychological manipulation, you could cause somebody to feel so bad about themselves and be targeted uh, and make people uh, apparently attack them. They could be through fake robot uh, profiles or it could be through... Um, you know, hacking, whether that's done internally, turning a blind eye or externally to make it look like people you know have said or done things. But it can push people to the point of suicide if they wanted somebody dead. You know, there's stories galore of people out there topping themselves or trying to because they felt victimised and attacked by social, you know, on social media platforms. The other thing is, that hypnosis people go oh it's just a a stage trick isn't it well i want to categorically tell you that you're experiencing it in every area of your life as we've discussed 
and doing the documentary on 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 a, a relatively low level. But thirdly, my key point is this: there is much higher levels that, fortunately, the majority of us will never directly experience, but will feel the impact indirectly. And by that, I mean that with hypnosis, I'm categorically telling you, with hypnosis, brainwashing techniques, and trauma-based mind control, you can cause people to become a mind-controlled assassin and go out there and murder people, such as occurred with JFK, the assassination. Um, you can cause people to become sex slaves and not know about it. You can cause people to become drug traffickers. And this is and has gone on, and declassified CIA documents uh, even back up the fact that this is possible and has taken place in the past. So it's not just, you know, some sort of conspiracy theory. That is why I say the more people, the antidote to that is to question things, to be more awake, to be... if The fact is you can be hypnotised against your will into doing things against your will if the person's motives are truly negative, sinister, and they know these high-level emotional manipulation techniques. But if you are walking around and conditioned yourself to be more awake and to question things, then the subliminal techniques that are the routine that these sinister people would tend to use as stage one entry level aren't going to work as well because you'll be more aware of them. And because they don't work as well, the next stage doesn't. So short of physically abducting you and kind of putting you in a, a tank of water up to neck level, uh, room temperature water up to neck level in a, a tank in a dark room with four speakers and one in each corner. So if they talk to you, in sheer darkness, you're getting it coming from all different directions, and it's so disorientating and scary um, that it causes sensory overload and also shuts down certain areas of the critical faculty, analytical area of the mind, and puts you in a state of theta or hypnosis, but beyond that, where you become a blank slate, and they can literally psychologically reprogram you to believe black is white, to believe that you... Uh, hate a certain race, colour or creed of people, to change your political views, all of that is possible uh, and indeed has been used in military interrogation uh, scenarios in the past. So it, it sounds sort of almost science fiction conspiracy theory, but I, I'm here to tell you this is all very real and the things that we do touch upon um, in a more safe and acceptable manner within extreme danger, extreme hypnosis. Yeah, and you mentioned about the mind control assassins. And, you know, th this stuff is very real. And we talked about MK Ultra on my show before. I might actually be having the girl, the woman now, known as MK Ultra Girl on my show. Her famous photo of being chin-strapped and with wires going into her head and stuff. Uh, she might be coming on the show to talk and tell her story. But 
people think that MK Ultra was probably something that happened years ago. They started it back in the mid, you know, 1900s and, and they stopped doing it. It's done. It's not done. It, they they oh. continue to do these things. And when they f- get found out, instead of stopping, what they do is they just reformulate on how they go about doing things. And so, I mean, look at the mass shootings we just had last weekend here in America, the two, two in a row, Dayton, Ohio, and in Texas, in El Paso. Uh, in, what I find interesting now, I, I'm not, I, I'm not the guy that typically goes around saying everything is faked and hoax and it didn't even happen. Uh, but what I find interesting about these situations is these mass shootings that happen in our country for the most part are done by guys that typically look the same. Like they literally visually look very similar. And, yeah. and it's like they, they fit a profile. And it's almost as if somebody's handpicking these specific people to manipulate them into doing these kind of acts. And when you look at the, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of LARPing. It stands for live action role play. It's a really popular mm-hmm. thing where these kids, you know, even when they're playing video games and stuff, they go to specific specific real locations to act out the video game in in like real life form. And it, how easy would it be for uh, somebody with the abilities to manipulate these kids in like for these game forums, these chat rooms, these whatever Discord? I know is a very popular way uh, these gamers chat back and forth to start implanting seeds into these people's minds of uh, performing these acts in real real time, and you know have them meet up at a certain location and say, "Okay, let's go do this." Only it's for real, and you know it, it's just. I find it very interesting that these shooters all look the same, like they're fitting a profile, like somebody behind the scenes is handpicking them saying, this is what we want America to visualize when they think mass shooter. Yeah, um, certainly to a degree, there's no doubt uh, a lot of truth in that. The, the other consideration is that people who are booked through certain trauma-based mind control um, processes end up uh, what happens is the brain gets compartmentalized, fractured into, splintered into kind of different areas. And, and in psychiatry, they refer to it as disassociative identity disorder or multiple personality disorder or similar things. But generally speaking, it is being caused by a severe trauma and the brain wants to protect the person. So it kind of fragments off the traumatic part of the brain and puts a door on it of safety represses it in psychological terms so that consciously they're not aware of this when they're going about their everyday life but with the correct trigger word noise or visual uh, imagery it triggers off uh, the memory of that and brings that part of the personality or that different personality uh, to the forefront and this can happen in multiple ways uh, with different physical trauma sexual trauma psychological uh, pains and traumas being inflicted. Um, that is something that was very much looked at by MK Ultra, and is something that was done by the Tavistock Hospital in England, which was uh, a British offshoot of the MK Ultra CIA um, trials in America. And the thing is, the Tavistock Hospital then became the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations, which to this day still exists. We visit it in the documentary. And they portray themselves as being a think tank that look at ways to, you know, help um, positively influence uh, the mass populace for things. But their history is based 
heavily in how to manipulate people with negative intent, i.e. for the benefit of the people who want more power, more money and more control. So, but people have gone through those processes, even when they've got the kind of the, the traumatic personalities suppressed, can end up looking withdrawn almost that kind of glassy eyed zombie almost state which you do see a lot with these apparent lone shooters um such as in the instances that have happened recently and you've just mentioned yeah uh, richard do you have anything to say about that before i move on I just think with the things like that, there's always a narrative and there's always a tone. I think a lot of things are put out in Hollywood movies, um, put out in computer games and put out in books. The, there's regular things occur, like um, the themes of, um might sound a little bit distant from that, but things like Alice in Wonderland, anything um, from the Brothers Grimm, anything from Peter Pan, anything from Wizard of Oz, these have, these are code words and code things and i don't um and what reason why i mention it is because i'm sure that i don't play um, online games but i'm sure there's things put in online games to trigger people into doing certain things I, I have no doubt that that can be done trigger words um so that happens if you look into the tones uh, you read a book by called transformation of america by lady called bryce taylor and she talks about how themes from wizard of oz from and alice in wonderland were used for her um you have a lot to do with um, Disney putting out a lot of these things with with trigger words in the films, and I assume a lot of that happens in in computer games. Um, so that's why you see people, um, young kids doing these these similar copycat murders. And also, I mean, Neil Sanders mentions in the films if you can reframe it in their mind that they don't know if either they think that what they're doing is right, which most of them, I assume, anyone like that would probably think either they're totally totally unconscious of what they're doing or they believe they that what they're doing is right so um there could be trigger words in there the kids might not even remember doing these things which is often the, the case i think it's the, the guy that um killed um was um accused and killed um john lennon still to this day can't remember doing it i think it's the guy that killed bob was it bobby kennedy um can't remember doing it these people i think of the one who killed, killed um, john lennon said he was reading the book of catcher in the rye um there was book, things within that book that apparently triggered him off and that was a book that was put out across the world for for young young uh, kids to read in school and i want to look back on things when i think well why were we reading these obscure things like we used to sing yellow submarine from the beatles at school bizarre why we were singing that song and i look back at it now from what i know from looking into the music industry thinking that could well been for reasons that we we've only just started to understand there's there's a lot of this um mind control techniques have been around from at least the 1940s um implemented from from um from the nazi camps nasa is also um, reported um to still be a mind control um place now it's that's just a front what they say i mean we all know that anyone who's done any research knows that many of the nazis went the nazi scientists went over to nasa straight away after they never died they were never killed they were just transported over to work on rockets um for um, 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 spacecraft for the american um space missions so it could be that they weren't working on the spacecraft really or, or, or the space missions a lot of mind control was reportedly going on there um 
So this thing is very, very, very deep and it's been around for at least 80 years. And there's subtle ways of mind control and there's very hard ways, as Jonathan was saying. There's there's trauma-based mind control, which is your worst type of mind control, which I believe was going to come out with a lot of this Jeffrey Epstein stuff that we will never hear about now. Um, Epstein Island, I mean, there's, there's a mock Solomon's Temple on Epstein's Island, for God's sake. Um, it, these These things are real. And unfortunately, people, and I've just read now, like on Twitter, someone's talking about, it came out with a term, I don't like what conspiracy theories they sound it. And I'm like, well, there's only conspiracy theories because conspiracies happen every day. That's all it is. Right. All a conspiracy is, is two people conspiring to an end that they're trying to hide. Um, and that in itself is a bit of mind control. But you can't say anything because you're a conspiracy theorist. Well, I think a real important thing that people out there doing this research need to start doing in my opinion is claim back and be proud to be a conspiracy theorist because you're the ones that are bringing the jeffrey epsteins to the forefront you're the ones that are bringing the royal families to the forefront you're the david ikes of the world that are bringing these these things up that are actually going to break this loose but you're going to have to put up with a lot of kickback and people thinking you're stupid and you're weird and some of the stuff that you research is going to be wrong of course it is, but you're not your research and you're not your opinion. You you can change that. You can you, you have the right to change it when new information comes up. I believe the conspiracy theorists are the only real journalists left today. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I tell people all the time that, yes, I'm a conspiracy theorist and I, I'm not ashamed of that. And I tell people, you know, the term conspiracy theory has been coined to be a bad term, but in all reality... Any detective in the world is a conspiracy theorist because they just theorize yeah. how things conspired. And that's what you're doing. That's what that, that's what you're doing here. I mean, we're we're just theorizing on how things actually conspired. So we are conspiracy theorists and it's not a negative thing. What makes me laugh is that in the past week, it was literally last week, uh, I can't remember if it was on the 6th or the 8th, but nonetheless, it, it was last week. Uh, the CIA a leaked document came out uh, about fringe, what they referred to as fringe conspiracy theorists, yes. and the CIA and other authorities' perception of the dangers of fringe conspiracy theorists spreading stuff on the internet, and now they're going to crack down on it. But if you read that document, the hilarious thing is about halfway through it, there's a paragraph where they blatantly admit the fact that Lots of things that were termed conspiracy theories in the past have now been proven to be true and fact. This is why it's even more important to suppress and silence these people who are letting the truth out. And it's in the document. Right. And, you know, in the document, it specifically mentioned two conspiracy theories. One was the QAnon and the other one was Pizzagate. And I just find it very interesting on many, many, many different levels. But with what's going on with Jeffrey Epstein or what was going on, they put Pizzagate in there. And I felt like Pizzagate was put in there as a cover of let's not talk about the human sex trafficking going on in our country because of the elites that are involved in it. So they were putting it out there as in don't talk about it. And if we catch you talking about it, you're going to have a problem. And even with the QAnon yeah. stuff, like nobody knows who QAnon is. And there were 
QAnon, you know, there's a lot of things that QAnon says that is very, um, I agree with. But the fact is, nobody really knows who QAnon is. And some people, and I lean towards this, that maybe QAnon is actually an AI bot. And what I find interesting is, if QAnon was an actual person leaking information, why is the FBI targeting the people who follow that person instead of targeting the person who does it? If, if our intel and our, and our uh, ability to spy on people is so great, how is it that they would prefer to go spy and, and go after people who talk about QAnon, but the person who's supposedly actually leaking this stuff is still allowed to do it? And that's why I think sometimes that, that it's more complex and maybe it, QAnon is actually some kind of artificial intelligence. Okay, because certainly the Pied Piper of Hamlin uh, element, uh, you know, rather than following he, who, he or she or it that is releasing information, uh, allow that to carry on because then you can more accurately look at those people who are following Um um, then choose whether to manipulate those or silence them or, or whatever. The thing is, we don't know for sure what the motives are of the people at the top of the trees, so to speak. We can accurately surmise and past history and evidence shows that quite often a money is involved or the gaining of power. But then the more deeper you go down the rabbit hole, quite often it becomes that largely it's about keeping things silent and covered up, such as um, relevant to Epstein, such as the worldwide celebrity and VIP sexual abuse of children that's been covered up. You know, I mean, it goes right to, in recent days, stuff I've been looking at, other people have mentioned this. I'm not claiming it as my original finding, but not all of it anyway. But I've looked and Epstein's uh, long-term girlfriend, if you just type in Jeffrey Epstein, uh, girlfriend, uh, and the phrase Madeline McCann next to it, she looks incredibly like, and she has faced accusations of sex trafficking in the past, she looks incredibly like the photo fit of the person that was apparently uh, approached somebody asking if they uh, were there to bring her new daughter to her. Uh, on the night that Madeleine McCann went missing. Um, and, you know, Epstein also was linked to at least one of the Podesta brothers um, and certainly linked to the Clintons as the evidence and flight paths out the show. That's not conspiracy theory. It's provable fact proven by uh, flight path records of who was on the plane dubbed the Lolita Express. And the pedestrians look incredibly like two of the photo fits of people seen in Portugal when Madeleine McCann went missing. And indeed, there's evidence out there that records show that they were in uh, Portugal at the time. And from what I've seen, seems to indicate they were stopping at, um, I've forgotten his name, uh, Freudy relative of Sigmund Freud, relative of Sigmund Freud, um, forgotten his first name, but Freud anyway, who's got a mansion out there, the same Freud who ended up having, inviting the McCann's to his house. And it all, it all links together. And in fact, if you go on, if you go on my, um, trying to think of the quickest way of finding this, if you go on my website, magicalguru.com, 
click on where it says blog and then go back to about 2016 or use the search box on my blog and type in Madeline McCann. You'll find a post I put together several years ago that seems to suggest that Madeline McCann, at least in 2016, was still alive. Um, there's photographs that look like an older version of her with a wrist cable tied with one of the Podesta brothers sat next to her with other youngsters around uh, at an unknown location that I, through conjecture, I'm going to say, could it possibly, the location be, uh, possibly Jeffrey Epstein's private island, because there's definitely links uh, linking Epstein to the Podesta, to well, at least one of the Podesta brothers, and there's links to the Clintons, and you look at it, and these all things link together. So, yeah, of course they don't want people talking about peace again. In the same way as the CIA came up with the um, term conspiracy theories and tinfoil hats to try and label anyone who uncovered truth or researched things that could be true to find out whether they were or they weren't as nutters, so that that term could be thrown at them and try and condition the mass populace to feel that it's most comfortable for them if someone starts talking about something that will contradict what the mainstream media and authority figures say immediately the majority of those people will think oh it's a conspiracy theory not or he's wearing a tinfoil hat so they'll immediately dismiss it and not investigate it further in the same way that's what they did with um, the whole Pizzagate thing they tried to you know tarpy anyone that said it was possible that the WikiLeaks emails were reality. Um, must be some kind of nutter. So that more and more people immediately would, the moment they heard anything to do with that, just in their head go, oh, this is nonsense, and not even listen to it, which is scary how easy it is to get people to ignore stuff, even when that stuff, when you look into it, very easily is found to have pretty strong evidence in support of it. Yeah, I mean, just look at the timeline, right? I mean, the whole Epstein thing goes down, he gets arrested. Then a few weeks later, the article comes out saying that, you know, if you talk about Pizzagate, if you're, if you, we're going to look at you as a uh, domestic terrorist and things like yeah. that, it's like, it's their way of saying, shut up. Because what they didn't want is with the Epstein stuff going on is to revitalize and, and give new a breath of new life to the idea of this Pizzagate thing where it's this grand conspiracy of these elitists doing these things to children. Uh, but when you because when you start digging, and I, I honestly to this point have not heard anybody, maybe you guys have heard this comparison, but uh, this is something that I haven't heard anybody make a comparison to. But when I told my wife about what was going on with Epstein when it first happened, I told her about his, he was trafficking children on his plane called the Lolita Express. Yeah. And, and her jaw dropped and lo- looking at me, I said, what's wrong? And she said, there is a classic novel written in the 1950s called Lolita. And it's about this man who is falling in love with a 12-year-old and woos her and has sexual relations with her. And, yeah. Yeah. and isn't that just so much like this what they do they they hide things in plain sight because they they feel this authority because if you think about it if you're doing something in private and you're doing it over and over again for years and you're getting it, it you're getting away with it it's like you're tempting fate you're like how can i you know push the envelope here and l- let's just name the plane lolita express you know it, it it to me it doesn't seem like it's 
a, a too far of a stretch to say Epstein knew about this classic novel, knew what it was about, and knew what he was doing and decided it was a good idea to name his plane the Lolita Express. And then when you look at uh, the people who were on that, you know, you got on, on one flight, you have Kevin Spacey, Bill Clinton, and Jeffrey Epstein. Kevin Spacey, uh, up, I think it was last year, was accused of molesting a 14-year-old years ago. We know President Bill Clinton's sexual proclivities, and we know about Epstein. Now, when you put those three on the same plane together, you just say, I don't know, but it looks fishy. Yeah, it looks ridiculously fishy. And it's not just that. And I mean, that is just one example of a group, but it's it's the, the foundations of Hollywood is built on this. The Hollywood is, mm. um, and this is something I found out a while back, Hollywood is actually called named after a place in Rome called Hollywood. I think most people do know that the Hollywood, the Hollywood comes from the Holly Tree, and um, what they used to make um, black magic wands out of. But there's a place in Rome called Hollywood with one L, and it's actually it looks like the Hollywood Hills, and they've basically replicated the Hollywood Hills to look like this because they're all about ritual. They're all about doing the same thing over and over again, as we know as Bohemian Grove. So Hollywood. In Rome, and you can you can find videos on this. You can find um, research about this. Hollywood um, in Rome is built around a place called Diana's Lake. Now, Diana's Lake is a is a like a cul-de-sac. It's a tiny lake where they used to um, thousand, well, probably a thousand years ago, hundreds of years ago, used to entice very rich sailors in, kings and queens, with the promise and it, um, of being made a star, which means that they were being anointed and live forever as a star. But when they obviously, those were Satanists that would um, bring them in. Um, so it would be, they would get them in and they would basically just sacrifice them in there. Now, this is a ritual that was done then and they would keep all the gold for themselves um, and they would sacrifice the the very rich um, kings and queens and it was um, aristocrats, probably not kings and queens, but of royalty. So this is a theme that Hollywood is now. So it just attracts young people into it to the promise and the allure of being a star, but they basically take everything from you. And this is a ritual that they're repeating. So if you look into the nature of Hollywood, it is a satanic ritual. The whole thing is a satanic ritual. Disney is a satanic ritual program to put out this information. These things are easy to spot once you know the coding and the words. If you look into like, things like Wicked that was put out, um, I think it's called Maleficent, things like that. If you look at these films, they're very, very dark for children. And they're not the sort of films we were even watching 20 30 years ago when i was a child they're very dark now harry potter is satanic in its tone lord of the rings is satanic in its tone these things are very very they're becoming more and more satan um satanist satanic look at music look at lady gaga she's sacrificing things on stage not in real but mock sacrifices these are people that are actually entertaining your children if you this is not right but they're normalizing it that's what they're doing in a lot of ways they're normalizing this and um there's other things that go in it could feed into energy and if you believe in there's other people other races from different planets if you want to go that far there's all possibilities out there but on a very very um human level it's quite clear they're trafficking children through these systems they're trafficking drugs through the system they're trafficking weapons that's what it goes i work in the film industry and i've seen some people giving a couple of million um, or pound in this country to make a, a film that clearly they only spent about 50 grand on. The rest of the money was gone into drug trafficking. And I know that for a fact because, well, I know that for a 99% for a fact because the type of people in these films are notorious 
for for their cocaine use, for their cocaine smuggling. So these industries are used for as an excuse for other things. Um, and child child trafficking and child sexual abuse and child mind control and even child murder and sacrifice, which could well happen in Bohemian Grove, as a thing called the greatest, um, the most deadliest game or the dangerous game, depending on who you speak to, where they let children run out into the woods and they, and they, they hunt them down. And that's what um, the Hunger Games is based on. These things happen and and it's a, such a shame that we got a little, quite far into this with Epstein and have just put the lid back on it. Um, but I just hope that people go, hang on a minute, now that's a bit too far. I don't know if you guys think, but I think things are really ramping up over the last two or three years. There seems to be a, a real panic going on. And when you talk about they, we say they a lot. To me, they means elite banking families, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers and the DuPonts and some families are probably never heard of. I'm not talking about Donald Trump and I'm not talking about definitely not talking about Boris Johnson. I'm not talking about politicians. They're the fodder and they're, they're the, the puppets. We're talking about the families that control the one thing that we all need to make the world go around, which is the money. And as Jonathan says, follow the money. Absolutely. Well, guys, listen, I appreciate you coming on and sharing this information. And I'm really excited about watching this documentary when it comes out. For the audience, where can they find more information about you guys and the documentary? Okay, well, there's a couple of resources uh, for anyone out there who would like to employ an absolutely amazing uh, documentary production company, uh, then you want to be going to Richard's site, A Brick in the Wall. Uh, I've forgotten the end bit. What is it, Richard? <laughs> it's brickinthewallmedia.com. That's it, brickinthewallmedia.com. If you want to see the trailer for the documentary that's going to be out in September called Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis, then go to the website, extremedangerextremehypnosis.com, and on there you'll see the trailer, a web series with some previews, and um, you know explaining a bit more visually some of the things we spoke about and beyond. And you can also sign up to join the newsletter there to hear about uh, public events that take place in the future that um, will only be announced to the newsletter list. And in terms of my good self, Jonathan Royal, uh, I've got a gift for you all listening. And that is if you've got any habits, addictions, fears, phobias, or any other kind of issues like that that you may normally uh, perhaps consider going to a hypnotherapist to and paying a, a, an awful lot of money to see. Now, I can't guarantee this will work 100% of the time for 100% of the people because I won't be there with you, but I have put together a virtual online treatment session that um, I found over the years for about 70 to 80% of people does work for them without them needing to go and spend loads of money and that's free of charge on my website at magicalguru.com just click on the uh, button that says therapy and then you can take part in that completely free of charge wow that's great that's really great i think there's gonna be a lot of people that listen to that and you're going to try taking advantage of it uh so richard jonathan thank you very much for being here i think the best way for us to end this interview is to play the audio from your trailer and to everybody listening just remember some of the greatest conspiracies out there are the ones you'd never heard of. The film 
sounds absorb you. You look at the big screen, you almost become involved in it. So we're in Canary Wharf. They're lending out more than they've actually got. So it's all an illusion. They promoted a concept called social turbulence, creating constant crises within uh, society, creating constant, constant trauma within the uh, members of that society so that they're overwhelmed. If you give them the illusion of choice, they think they're living in a freedom world. The London HQ for Rupert Murdoch's media publication. But then it was suggested that they get some cocaine for him or, or something. Is do not, do not roll out 5G until we understand these uh, mechanisms. The British Brainwashing Corporation. It's covered by a royal charter here in England, which means that it's supposed to be impartial in things like politics. Make America great again. What is America? What is America? Is it a corporation? Is it California? Is it New York? The House of the Parliament, this is where the circuses run in England. Religions are like everything else, a control system to make you do what other people want you to do. It always tends to be the musicians, giving it the eye symbols, giving it the Illuminati symbols in videos and stuff like that. The Tavistock Institute and the British Psychological Society on a back street in London, in the middle of nowhere apparently, seems all very innocent. Escapism from everyday life, just like the television in the corner of your room, because they've been brainwashed. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please go ahead and share the show with your friends. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, email. I don't care. Just share the show with your friends if you think that they're going to enjoy it as much as you did. And also, just a reminder, join the First in Line text message community if you want to be first in line to know anything important coming from the confessionals. Again, that phone number is 844 215 0819. That's 844-215-0819. Just text the keyword YUP, Y-U-P, and you'll be automatically signed up as part of the first in line text message community where you're going to get firsthand knowledge of anything important coming from the confessionals. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye. Perfect plan, now I'm on the way. I had a fight.
fight for the city. For the city. I had to fight for the people. For the people. You gotta do what all leaders do. Go. Everyone here, we believe in you. Know you can be a hero, cause we see you do it. And this is the time that we need you. Everyone is here to see you move. Winning, we winning, we winning. We put a world on the way. And every time you swing through the city, you are saving the day. Let's go. For the town, town. Now there's no villains allowed. Loud. Everyone cheering the crowd, but I'm still way up. I'm over the clouds. clouds. We had a fight for the city. city. Competition was lethal. lethal. Honestly, it's no biggie. biggie. I had to do what all leaders do. Uh oh, they don't want it, man. Uh oh, they don't want it. I promise. Uh oh, they don't want it, man. Uh oh, they don't want it. I promise. Uh oh, they don't want it, man. Uh oh, they can't handle my powers. They always hate on us, but they can't do it without us. We don't accept the defeat. We keep on going until we win. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of them weak in the knees. Tearing headlights when they freeze. But we keep on going until we win.